Hello, boys and girls. Do I have a story for you? I am the ghost from the Celtic past, and I am bound to these chains. These chains! And I'm here to educate you simpletons on the nature of Halloween. Oh, you don't know how scared you'll get yet. Keep listening. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to a spooky episode. Thanks for sticking around, you Halloweenies. I'm glad I didn't frighten you off. Well, I'll be honest with y'all. I've been on MIA, as they say. And it's it feels good to be back. Halloween's something I look forward to every year. It's a very exciting holiday for me. And it, it just it just feels good to uh, get excited about doing one of these podcasts again. I noticed the uh, plays and replays were going up on some older episodes and some new listeners were coming in and it it just seemed like the right time and you know I want to find things that I get excited about that add value to my life and hopefully pass it on to you know, if anyone can get any information about this plus anytime it's uh you know me talking about something that might make me make me appear intelligent by just grabbing some wiki notes or talking about myself you know it's a win-win right it's a win-win for everyone so so pivoting to winning, uh, I'm currently drinking an Elysian coffee, what is it? It's a pumpkin coffee ale. It's called Puncachino. It's part of a variety pack they do. Get the variety pack. They're all super tasty. And then, if you're feeling saucy, get yourself one of those two-ton ciders. Uh, I believe there's a pumpkin cider. I don't know the name of it. Could just be called pumpkin cider. Something basic, whatever. Just get it. It's good. It's like 8% and it gets you fucking bust. So, I guess pivoting back to what we were talking about, Halloween being an ex- being a holiday I really like. Uh, as a kid, I always dressed up. Uh, I was really obsessed with uh, Scream in the 90s. I feel like trick-or-treating and, and the 90s are just like bread and butter. Like, it, I don't know what kids do these days for entertainment for Halloween. But I remember it dying after like the nineties and like the early two thousand, I feel like people just stopped trick or treating and you know, maybe we'll get to the reasons why in this episode. I'm not sure if I want to do all the, all the fun cliff notes from Halloween, but uh, anyways, it means a lot to me. So I, I remember one year, actually I don't, it wasn't one year. I think it was like three years ago, but I dressed up as a, uh, uh, Christoph was his name. He was an openly homosexual, but in the closet about being a vampire. And it was, it was mixed reviews as far as if people liked it or not. I, I don't think people, I don't think many people liked it actually, but I enjoyed doing the little poses. Uh, I had a cape and I had, it was like a masquerade party theme I was trying to do. And, and, uh, you know, so this is in the honor. <laughs> This is to commemorate Kristoff. Uh, all right, so getting to it, I figured we just run through the uh, run through the chronology of Halloween and then do some like fun uh, fun facts. And I'm currently looking at a pumpkin that I carved in the spirit of Halloween. 
I call it shitty kitty. I, I saw a really good image on Google and then I tried to emulate that and it looks awful. But my girlfriend's is really cool. It's a wolf and it's like the silhouette of a wolf. Like a lot of it's carved out. So it's just the outline of the wolf. And when the the light behind it shines from the tea lights, uh, it looks awesome. So shitty kitty and wolf uh, pumpkins are uh, are here with us as well. So Getting to it, Halloween, and I'm going to probably whitewash and butcher a lot of pronunciation and, and uh, you know, like I said, these facts are Wikipedia and whatnot, so I'm not an expert on Halloween, although that intro would say otherwise. All right, so Samhain, or Samhain, if I've heard it pronounced, is an old Celtic festival, and some of this can date back thousands of years, and... There's reports of it even going back to like 4,000 BC for Halloween. So predating Easter, predating Christmas, uh, 4th of July, obviously. And it's pretty cool. Pretty ancient tradition here. So there's a lot of different influence, and we'll get to that. But uh, it's Samhain is, is held at the end of October. So it marks the end of the um, the season, right? the harvest, and the beginning of winter. And the Celts thought that the night of the 31st is when the dead and the living overlapped and the dead would return to earth. Then around 43 AD, uh, four centuries of Roman rule, additional celebrations were added. Uh, so uh, Panoma is a goddess of fruit and trees, and it was very emblematic to uh, worship her with an apple. And then that's how we think we got bobbing for apples as our tradition. And then getting up to around 1000 AD, the Roman Church dedicated November 2nd as All Souls Day or All Hollows Day. And they it was celebrate they people would celebrate it wearing devils or angel or saints costumes and then there'd be bonfires, parades and drinking probably, hopefully drinking. But they didn't have a legion back then, so I'm curious what they drank. Uh, All Hollow Tide uh it is so 1556 is what they would call that and that's like the three days into from all hollows eve into all souls day it's a three-day duration there and to basically celebrate that you would just dress in black to mourn the dead there was also called souling where peasants would go door to door begging for food and treats and, and uh, in turn to remember the dead so Interesting stuff there. And then fast forwarding to 1600s, not much of a fast forward, like 40 years later, um, Halloween is banned by Puritans of New England and they consider it a Roman or a Catholic holiday. So the, uh, yeah, so the, the, for the next 200 years, it's Episcopalians and Catholics celebrating this holiday. And I guess it's probably important to point out the uh, etymology of this, the uh, the jack-o'-lantern there's a lot of different ideas as to why it came about um some of which are there was this um this old uh this guy called stingy jack he was a drunk i think he was a blacksmith but he tried to cheat death a couple of ways there was an old folklore about him having the devil climb a tree then he'd put crosses around it and then so the devil couldn't leave Kind of like how Sisyphus had tried to cheat death and had to like, his punishment was pushing a boulder up a mountain for eternity and to have it come back down every morning. Similar thing to this guy. So once 
death was able to catch up or get out of that situation, he his his soul was barred from going to hell or or uh, or heaven. And so he basically the devil didn't take his soul, so he had him uh take <laughs> this is pretty messed up. He had him take so that he would like throw coal at him to like taunt him. And so the old stingy Jack, the old drunk stingy Jack would then, he'd carved out a turnip and put the coal inside. So that would be the light he would, um, he was doomed to walk the earth for eternity. And that would basically be his light to, to traverse through, through the, to the world in. Uh, another thing would, that they would say is, there's like a strange everescence um, seen over peat bogs or swamps at the time called Willow the Wisps. And that translates over to Jack and Lantern as well. And that's just something that travelers would see at night over, yeah, over swamps or bogs. And it would be some effect that they would just see this lighting. And so the, the flickering of the candle is supposed to uh, represent that. So getting that out of the way. Uh, and then New Hampshire apparently really loves this. They call it, so pumpkin, I guess, is considered a fruit. And they, uh, in 2006, they, I guess they deem that their state's fruit, which is interesting. So that's the jack-o'-lantern situation. And then in the 1700s, uh, people began, who began to celebrate still, um, started dressing up, and then turnips are being carved into lanterns to uh, commemorate the uh, what we just talked about. And around this time, especially the 1800s, the Irish and Scottish immigrants came over and Irish fleeing the potato famine. So a lot of the traditions came with them and a lot more people were being immersed in this, in this, uh, this new culture, right? This new tradition. 1900, they view Halloween as a secular holiday. So they take the focus away from witchcrafts and ghosts and they place the focus on family and friend get-togethers, parties, and just general parades. And of course, 1930s, you got, uh, I guess, maybe even more post-World uh, War II, you have a lot of consumerism happening with, uh, with costumes being in shops. And it's actually recognized as the second highest grossing commercial holiday after Christmas, which I'm sure the Irish are real proud of. But... That's when it really starts happening for costumes, though, 1930s. And then in, uh, they did a poll in uh, 2014 of 1.3 billion pounds of pumpkins were produced by the states of Illinois, California, Ohio, New York, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. Uh, that's a lot of pumpkins, baby. And they did, 2016, they also did another poll about how Americans consume or sorry, consumers, American consumers spend about $8.4 billion on Halloween. So for costumes, decorations, candy, and other products, which is pretty wild. That's, that's a lot of money. And so for some fun facts, you got, uh, so in 1978, the movie Halloween came out and it was a super tight budget and they didn't have enough money for a lot of things. And so they, they couldn't get a mask. So like we don't, you know, the budget was so short they didn't have, they couldn't create a new mask. So what they did is they, there was a, uh, they used William Shatner, like Captain Kirk's death mask from Star Trek. I never knew that. And they only had 
21 days to film the whole movie, so it, it's really no surprise. There's just like, like in Captain Kirk, Greg, go grab a mask, you know, just something like that. And uh, that's that. And that movie, actually, I rewatched it. It holds up pretty good. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's all right. Uh, a couple jump scares. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, I noticed this about Halloween or just horror movies in general. I think a lot of things would be improved for the fatalities to, to mitigate fatalities if, if communication is a big one and locking doors all right this isn't this isn't some small midwest town where you can just well i guess actually halloween was in one but or i guess they based the movie off of one but uh, you know you can't trust people lock your damn doors and communicate hey why are you running away why aren't you talking why are you, you know where are you going by yourself why are you leaving the cabin by yourself just stupid shit like that right it could all be improved effective communication all right going over so why so orange and orange and black are usually associated with colors of halloween and orange is a symbol of strength and endurance and brown and gold are about the harvest and the crops Um, black is a symbol of death and very emblematic of uh, that halloween was once a festival that marked the the boundaries of life and death and this is pretty gross too. So, um, the average bag of candy that one child collects contains eleven thousand calories. Uh, so hashtag keep America obese. You know, there you go. And there's a lot of weird rules about certain states. Um, Alabama, you're not. It's illegal to dress up as a priest or a nun. Uh, and other states won't allow you to trick or treat over, or other cities won't allow you to trick or treat over if you're over the age of 13 and many places, which are odd, they're just all over the U S you can't wear sunglasses or masks without, without a permit for Halloween to help reduce crime and burglary. So there you have it folks. Uh, and I'll leave you with a question. What do you get? If you divide the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by its diameter, pumpkin pie.